Hello and welcome to the super cool wrestling talk show, baby. Yeah, we're here and we're not American, are we, Ben Colgate? No, we are from. We are from North Wales in the UK, and this is the most intense wrestling podcast you've ever seen in your life. There's an explosion every two seconds. We're going to talk about Extreme Rules. That's the most recent WWE yeah. pay per view events happened as of last week. What were your favourite parts of Extreme Rules? Oh, we're going to start with the bad parts. It's up to you, Ben. Um, well, there's more bad parts than good parts. Um, we'll go. We'll go with the good parts. We'll get them out of the way. So, what good parts are we going to get out of the way? What is the best thing that happened on Extreme Rules, the WWE um, pay per view? Well, you can't you can't start without the Kevin Owens bump. That was just an absolute joke. Well, if we're talking about Extreme Rules, yeah, that was pretty it's, extreme. it's the only extreme part of the show, I think. <laughs> so. Did it make up for the lack of uh, extreme rules in the rest of the show? No. No? No. I, I thought the show was horrendous. So, for listeners at home that probably watched the event, what exactly happened? So, Braun Strowman, the monster among men of the WWE, he's a proper hoss dude. He kicks people's ass. It's really, really good. We really enjoy watching him. He's him, great. Him and um, Kevin Owens were kicking ass in the steel case. They were doing that, yeah? Yeah. They've been feuding as well for the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Well, I say feuding, Kevin Owens has been running away. So the whole concept was Kevin Owens couldn't run because he's in a cage mm-hmm. until he hanged up, uh, handcuffed Braun Strowman. So Kevin Owens has always been a pretty crazy motherfucker on the independent circuit when I think he's wrestling as Kevin Steen. So our producer, Ryan J. Sterry, confirmed that. Yeah, that's how we hear, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he hears, he knows. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, it was good to see him translate that into WWE. So, do you think that was his idea? Do you think he went, oh, just throw me off the fucking yeah, page? Yeah, that was 100% his idea. I don't think Braun would have been like, I am launching you off here, we're doing it, end of. I, I think Kevin's like, right, I can't fight you in this match mm-hmm. because it just won't work. He's too small. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the whole concept was, as soon as he handcuffs him up, I'll make a run for it. Mm-hmm. Braun Strowman slaps himself out, and then it's... Braun Strowman's lost it then. Yeah. It's like, Kevin, you're dead. So you made a note that it was like 20 years and a month since the famous... The Mankind bump. Mm-hmm. The, the Mankind bump and Hell in a Cell. The classic bump. Mm-hmm. The one everyone tends to remember from off the top of the cage. Which one's better? Kevin Owens' bump at Extreme Rules or Mankind's bump off Hell in a Cell? Uh, uh, Mankind's, just because he carried on after it as well. Obviously. Obviously. Right, so we went over that. Kevin Owens, Braun Strowman, well done. You delivered on Extreme Rules. Who didn't deliver? And now I know another amazing part of Extreme Rules was uh, James Ellsworth in a shark cage yeah, above the ring that in the was, Carmella match. That was just a bit weird. That um, overall the match was a bit horrendous, and it was more of a reason for Asuka to kick out of James Ellsworth. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was no, just no. You know what? Right? I reckon this super cool podcast, yeah should start embracing everything about wrestling. I, I reckon we should just blindly say that everything's great. Oh, it's great. amazing. I ten reckon everything's great. I think that's the view I want to start taking with wrestling. I think it's got a bit smarky. I think putting someone in a shark cage above a ring is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I'll think. be honest, the bit where he fell out of it and his, his foot got caught in the cage yeah. was, was quite comical. Yeah, I think wrestling, everything about it should be perceived as great. What I'm getting sick of is like... So you got Roman Reigns and Bobby Lashley, right? Yeah. That is the match that the Smarks despised the idea of. Yeah, yeah, they did. Mm-hmm. So for once now, typically on a pay-per-view, Roman Reigns versus Bobby Lashley, and Bobby Lashley, as much as an athlete he looks like, has always been so nondescript to me. He's just like... He's very just to be there because he's, like he's big. Such a bland character. <laughs> he's awfully bland. He can't... He 
that's the problem I think as well with the Bobby Lashley Roman Reigns thing I feel like neither of them can cut a decent promo so there's just like there's meant to be a few that just doesn't work I disagree on the Roman Reigns I think he's actually alright at cutting a promo but I just realised the hypocrisy in what I said by the way and I actually (laughs) I actually love Bobby Lashley and I love that he's amazing I love that he fights for his sisters and stuff like that it's great (laughs) Just get embracing it, yeah, just enjoy it, go, yeah, come on, Bobby, let's go, let's go, let's go. So, right, Bobby Lashley and Roman Reigns would have typically been um, the main event on a pay-per-view like this, right? Yeah, you'd imagine so. If they had the title between them, it's 100%. And it would have been a fantastic pay-per-view main event, one of the best matches. Oh, it would have been the best thing ever. Absolute five-star main event. But, right, yeah, um, one one thing that the smarks have been asking for, right? Seven stars. <laughs> <laughs> one, one thing that smarks have been asking for for ages, and they're like, oh yeah, let's get some you know, pure wrestlers in the main event, yeah. Roman Reigns is getting pushed too hard, they're right. So you say, for once, you've got, um, like, you're given Ziggler and Rollins, like two workhorses, uh, fighting for the Intercontinental title, and that's always argued that it should be uh, given more of a prestigious sort of uh, platform than it's currently yeah. on. So you get that in the main event, and what did the crowd do, Penn Colgate? Oh, they, <clears throat> without saying anything rude about it, they completely ruined the show. I'd encourage you to say something rude about it because it is the most hardcore wrestling podcast on the it's internet. Oh, they shall rated X rated podcast. Give me an explosion in the background. So yeah, <laughs> so yeah. What would uh, for uh, for the benefit of audio listeners, if I am an, if I haven't edited this bit out, there was an explosion in the background on the video. It was the best explosion you've never seen. So yeah, what did the crowd do? And yeah, just say just say what you think. They shot all over it. Mm-hmm. They really did. Um, the, the match was slightly flawed, and I'll go into a bit more detail in a bit. But the crowd did ruin it. Mm-hmm. It was. It was a good match to start with, and when the crowd caught wind while the clock was working, <laughs> it sort of went a bit downhill from there. Yeah, so what the crowd were doing, I think it was in Philadelphia, I think that's usually quite it's like a smarky crowd, so um, they, the, the WWE put the 30-minute clock counting downwards down to zero yeah. on the Titans run, and the crowd like naturally thought it was hilarious to count down in a Royal Rumble-esque manner. Done. Nine. I won't go and, then, and then did the buzzer, yeah. which, you know, once, <laughs> once people do it once, people go, oh, that's quite creative. That's quite a funny little thing you did there. Well, do it every minute. Yeah, <laughs> and it's sort of shouting the match, struck away from the entire match. From what I can glean watching the match, I think Ziggler and Rollins were trying to do spots. Yeah, they, they, were, they, they were trying to do spots based on the time. Yeah, yeah. I think that's why they kept the clock up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think because of that, they, I reckon they missed the spot. Mm-hmm. So it ended up finishing 4 4, was it? Yeah, 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 which yeah. in half an hour is insane when you think about it. Yeah. Why doesn't Seth Rollins pin Dolph Ziggler mm-hmm. on Raw in four minutes every week? Because it, cause it's great. Because <laughs> it's but, great. I like Drew McIntyre, by the way. He's pretty good at the moment. He yeah. looks legit. He looks like you probably wouldn't fuck with Drew McIntyre. He's, yeah, no, he's massive. He's, he's, well, he's a well scary looking bloke. I reckon he's. Proper hard in real life, I reckon. He's he's hard. Yeah, that one no. So who else is there? Oh yeah, by the way, okay. So um, I know one more match you wanted to touch on. We don't want to go on about extreme rules for too long because this is a short, snappy podcast with as many explosions Quick. as possible. Give me an explosion. <laughs> yeah. So um, you got who was it? Yeah, um, Nakamura against Jeff Hardy. Oh, um, that Jesus Christ! Um, I was really looking forward to that. Really, really looking forward to it, mm-hmm. and it ended within three seconds. You're a Nakamura fan. Um, yeah, I think he's 
one of the best heels they've had in a long time. I just like that he smashes everyone in the cock. Yeah, just he, like, ju- he just wants to win. Yeah, it's a great. It's it's like back, it's, to, back to basics. If a character's really good, yeah. and he just like he just cracks them. It's it's great, uh, and you want him to get beaten off. I think that that's the thing of it. Yeah, know? it's like I, I really w- w- when he kicks someone in the dick, I really want him to um, get his comeuppance and and be uh, beaten up and lose everything he's got, even though he hasn't won the title yet or whatever. But he. Like he's just really easy to hate. Yeah, he is easy to hate, and he was pretty cool to love. Like he was, he was over with like the theme music and stuff. So it was really good now yeah. seeing him get his ass kicked and shit like that, or or seeing him do the bad guy shit. The one, the one thing I did enjoy during that whole stint with Jeff Hardy and Extreme Rules was um, after the match, Randy Orton came out and just um, laid into Jeff while he was down. Mm-hmm. Well, he stamped on his balls basically. It was quite hilarious, mm-hmm. and then. Um, Nakamura's face when Randy Orton did it. It yeah. cuts like where he's like, oh! <laughs> Nakamura's facial reaction to where it's actually. So we're like, Ben's going to demonstrate that again. So, oh! <laughs> and one more time for the benefit of... Oh! <laughs> Sounds like uh, the neighbours are going to be thinking. We've got a green screen in here and we've got all that noise or whatever. So, all right, moving swiftly on. So that's Extreme Rules. So what, what would you give the show overall out of... Uh, everyone does shit out of five, so we'll do it out of... Um, Eight? Eleven. Eleven. Okay, well, I like eleven. 11 um, yeah. Honestly, I'd, it wasn't bad. It wasn't great. Mm-hmm. I'd go with... If we're going off eleven, I'd go with a seven. Yeah, all right. It was, it was good if it was a raw... Yeah, but that's not like it's a pay per view event. Well, that's what I mean. If, if I'd paid for it, I'd be annoyed. Yeah, in America. But thanks to the uh, wonders of the internet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like illegal downloading and shit like that, which we don't uh, we don't, we don't endorse. Yeah, yeah, like I say, we, no. we paid uh, however we many paid dollars you paid money to watching that. Right. Um, yeah. How much? Nine ninety nine a month. Oh yeah, that's one. That's one. Do we do your network? Let's get commission. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, who else are we going to talk about here? Yeah. So naturally, going on to um, well, yeah, naturally moving swiftly onto this next segment. It's called Heel of the Week. We were talking about Randy Orton before we finished talking about Extreme Rules. Oh. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. It's the most disgusting thing like ever. Like he um he's gone to a feud with Jeff Hardy. It's a good feud that. Yeah, I like both of them. I think Jeff Hardy's dead good at being a good guy and Randy Orton's a lot better at being a bad guy than he's being uh, he is at being a good guy. Yeah, hundred percent. Because I reckon in I rec- I get the impression in life I reckon he could be a nasty nasty man. He's done a lot of nasty things actually. Like do you remember yeah. that Ric Flair thing? No. When they basically had Ric Flair on the floor. And it was when it was like DX feuding with like Edge and everyone like that. Mm-hmm. And um, Edge and Randy Orton went down to ringside. They levered hell out of Ric Flair already. He's pissing with blood. Mm. And they basically put his head on a chair and while he's lying on the floor and hit him with another chair. Yeah. Like concertoed him on the floor. It was the most disgusting thing I think I've ever seen. I reckon Ric Flair loved that. Yeah, 100%. I reckon, I reckon he loved getting that done to him. Yeah. I like I, I liked it when Randy Orton feuded with Hulk Hogan as well. We'll go on to that later because Hulk Hogan's been quite a big topic this week. Randy but, Orton was a bad, bad man. Yeah, back bad, in the day. Back in the day in real life, you mean? Yeah. As well, yeah. I can imagine he was. <laughs> He used to like poo in like the diva's bags and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, again, I don't know how well any of this is getting picked up on the microphones because uh, executive producer Ryan J. Sterry, who's in the room with us at the moment, has uh, suggested that it's alleged at least that Ryan, Randy Orton used to shit in the diva's uh, wrestling Fact. bags. Not alleged. I don't know how true that is. <laughs> I don't know how true that is. It's like I suppose it's quite a primal uh, sort of. 
set up a wrestling locker room. So it's just gone back to basics, isn't it? To mark your territory. Yeah, I was going to say, I it's quite a way of marking it. Just, just, just. And that's what I suggest to anyone at home. If, um, if any time you're thinking, I need to mark my territory, uh, maybe not getting the respect I deserve, I really want to point out that I'm making a point. Uh, that doesn't make that much sense. Just shit on things. Just I'm, shit on a plant pot. I don't. I don't know what could go wrong. Boss's desk, plant pot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So what's Randy Orton been doing? He grabbed Jeff, Jeff Hardy's ear. Didn't oh, he? that was minging. He was. Oh, that went through me left, right, and centre. But then before that as well, he was being an absolute bastard. Like the the stamping his head on the steel step. Mm, yeah. And just little bits like that. The whole thing during the whole time going back to Nakamura's facial expressions. Nakamura genuinely sold that for me because he was horrified by it all. <laughs> it's, it's a little bit more like the stamping on someone's head on the step. Like that is kind of pretty much wrestling bad guy one on one when they flip. But it was just the ear thing for me. The ear pulling that it, was. Oh. It just looked minging. It, and it, you could see he was pulling it. Yeah. Jeff must have had full confidence in that ear holding out. <laughs> and Jeff was like screaming and that. And it cut to some young lady in the crowd and she was like sort of holding her ear. Yeah. She was feeling. She, she felt the hoop going. Someone must have done it to her before as well. So Or something else. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> she felt the hoop going. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Um, the, the one thing though that I like to clarify before all that finishes, before Randy Orton did come out, that was the worst one time I've ever seen in my life. Oh yeah, with... with, with Mentioned off air about Jeff Hardy's swanton bombs in the past. Um, he just lands on them now, doesn't he? He just squashes people for fun. Yes. And it's, it's one of the best things ever. But yeah. that one was just bad. He, yeah. he caught Nakamura full hip. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck it, innit? <laughs> Don't hurt me neck no more. Um, so, heel of the week in real life was... Uh, no, heel of the week in wrestling was Randy Orton. Heel of the week in real life, I will give you two options... Right, it can. Who do you think's been more of a heel in real life, Donald Trump or Hulk Hogan? Oh, but Elon Musk or Elon or Musk Elon as well. Musk. As a third uh, thing, you've Elon <laughs> Musk thrown into the thrown into the mix. Donald Trump's just the heel full time. Yeah, Donald he? Trump's Donald Trump is the heel, but he's not. He's he, he never goes out with something, does he? He never he never finishes the job. He's not a full heel. Okay, so who's on the most heelish actions this week in real life? So you got Donald Trump. Um, what exactly did he do with? Uh, he, he said uh, Russia weren't involved in the American elections. And then the day later, he said they were. He and called, then he called the European Union a foe. Yeah. And he also said that Theresa May should sue the EU. Which, I don't know on what I, grounds. Yeah, I don't know on what grounds because we're leaving the EU on our own accord. <laughs> so they're the heelish actions of Donald Trump. So basically, his heel persona is a bit of a shit house and a, a liar and just ignorant. Pig ignorant. So that's his heelish actions, right? Yeah, he's a, I, I'd say he's like the big cast. Big cast. Big cast. Mm-hmm. Donald Trump is yeah, big cast. Yeah, Donald Trump's big cast. He's an old, He's he's not even a good heel. He's just there. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, we've got um, Elon Musk, who we've now added to the fray. It was, it was only originally between two, but now it's originally between, uh, it's now between <laughs> three uh, dudes. So Elon Musk um, uh, recently in Shanghai, I think it was in uh, Thailand, yeah. uh, thirteen. Uh, Oh, 12 kids and a football manager got trapped in a cave and needed rescuing for some divers and some expertly skilled divers come in and saved them. Unfortunately, one guy died in the process and yeah. uh, a lot of work went into it. Um, Elon Musk offered some sort of submarine. Yeah. Uh, and then what happened with that? It was basically, it wouldn't work anyway. Um, it, it was too long, couldn't get through passages, too inflexible. <laughs> His whole selling point was I had an MP3 player. So, well... <laughs> 
I love how, that. How 2002. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't Yeah. It's like an MP3 player will be great in a rescue mission, but I don't think I'd be that bothered if I was the person getting rescued. I think I'd just be like, oh, just get me out of this cave. Yeah, I don't want to be in this cave anymore. Big massive shout out to the young Thai dudes that just look so relaxed in the cave, by the way. I'd yeah, they took it fully in stride. It's like the cameras went in and I'd be like, oh, get me out, get me out. And they're just like, thumbs up, excellent, proper dudes. So, um, one of the British divers, I think, called yeah. out Elon Musk saying uh, your idea was a publicity stunt. Yeah, he said it was a publicity stunt. It wouldn't work. He should have known this. He definitely didn't check up on it. Mm-hmm. And it was just publicity stunt on Elon Musk's behalf. And how did Elon Musk retort to the suggestion that the British diver made? Well, as you would, in a very political manner, um, he called him a pedo. Mm-hmm. So Elon Musk... <laughs> it's, uh, it's a natural response. <laughs> so the British diver that made the suggestion that Elon Musk's submarine uh, offering was a publicity stunt on Elon Musk's behalf. Um, I think that British diver lives in Thailand, and apparently, yeah. if you're a British man that lives in Thailand, you're a paedophile. So um, Elon Musk's heelish actions were through false accusations and slander, weren't it? Oh yeah, hundred percent. So who's that kind of? That's like Chris Jericho, um, CM Punk feud, weren't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. When he was like, "Oh, you're a bastard." Because you were born out of wedlock. So yeah. he's like talking shit about him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so completely talking shit about him, yeah. I've got Elon Musk being slanderous and outright rude. Uh, Donald Trump being a liar and ignorant. And we've also got... Um, I'm going to throw Hulk Hogan in the mix. Um, he hasn't been racist this week. Um, <laughs> that would be no yeah, he, he, he did say something. Um, there was like a recording of him saying about his daughter going out with a black man. Yeah. Uh, oh, he, he said he used a derogatory yeah. term for black people um, quite a few times. I think it was about seven. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, anyway, he's uh, being reinstated back into the reinstated back into the WWE Hall of Fame. Um, there's some uh, obviously black performers for the WWE that are trying to be as diplomatic. And about I was going to say they have taken it quite well because mm-hmm. they could they could be fuming about it really because yeah. it is pretty. Yes, staying on the thing why Hulk Hogan's being heelish is he, everyone deserves a second chance. Depends yeah, but what it's probably like a third or fourth chance. A, and, and he's gone <laughs> back and he had to apologise to the locker room apparently or give some sort of statement on what That's he why they were all there. And apparently it's a half-assed apology. Yeah, completely half-assed. Apparently he said, um, he said he didn't apologise for what he said. He apologised for being recorded. Yeah. <laughs> That's bad, man. Because apparently WWE... We're going to record the apology so they could post it on social media. But since then, they've said, yeah, we didn't record it. Mm. Which is probably a wise move on their behalf. Okay, then. Okay, so who's the who's the biggest heel then? So are we going to go with... Um, we're going to go for Donald Trump for being uh, lying, uh, a lying man and just generally being pig ignorant. Are we going to go for Elon Musk for calling, uh, you know, an experienced diver, and to be honest... Uh, a, hero a hero who hero. saved 11 kids. <laughs> well, yeah. helped save 11 kids. Um, a paedophile, just for living in Thailand. Or are we going to say Hulk Hogan for being... Uh, giving a half-assed apology on the racist slur he used. Personally, I'd have to say Elon Musk because I don't I f- think you can go and call someone a pedo who you've never met before. <laughs> I think Elon Musk has been well out of order. Yeah, that is. I you think, can ruin someone's career with that. I think you can, though. Call someone a pedo like you haven't met before. Oh yeah, you can. Yeah, but if for someone who's just saved eleven kids in a cave swimming for three hours at a time, mm-hmm. that's a that's a bit of a stretch. Yeah, it's harsh, isn't it? It's harsh. If he is, then we're wrong. 
and Elon Musk has information on this guy. Naturally. <laughs> so it's Elon Musk. Elon Musk is heel of the week. Well done, Elon Musk. Congratulations. Uh, naturally, we'll move on to face of the week, which um, I'm not going to give many um, options on this one. I thought the way the Stereo new day... Stereo just throw him free. <laughs> Who? Stereo just throw him free more. Stereo just, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, executive producer Stereo will give more options. So I don't think we need uh, to give many options because I think one of the faces of the week has got to be the new day in Titus O'Neill about how yeah. they've dealt with... How they handled it. Yeah. Uh, Hulk Hogan's half-assed apology. Yeah, I think they've been quite diplomatic because I don't know what it's like to be oppressed. I've had quite a lovely life, really. They have been, and what Titus O'Neil said about trying to be a role model for young children, yeah, young black children. It was very inspiring, really. What's it, Titus O'Neil's real name? It sounds better than his ring name. So, really? I, I'll Google it. Um, but anyway, yeah, Titus O'Neil's. Uh, I can't remember his um, non-wrestling oh, name. His normal name, but um, and, I know it sounds. More badass than Titus uh, Thaddeus, Michael, that's it. Bullard Senior. That is a name, that. So Titus O'Neil's real name is Thaddeus Michael Bullard Senior, and he wrestles as Titus O'Neil. I'd rather mm-hmm. be. Yeah. And he is six foot five. He wasn't when he went under the ring. Yeah. Yeah, that six was one. Six foot six. <laughs> that was one of the best moments. So we'll give the new day in Titus O'Neil uh, face of the week uh, with how he yeah, reacted. Yeah, 100%. Uh, with Hulk Hogan's, uh, Although not the like, reinstatement of Hulk Hogan, but the, the half-assed apology. I would like to say as well, Kurt Angle's my face of the week, just for saying that he's going to strip back Lesnar in the title. Yeah, is this wrestling <laughs> face now? Yeah. yeah. Right, yeah. back to wrestling, back to wrestling. Like I say, we don't want to get too politically confused, because this is a wrestling show explosion. Um, yeah, so Kurt Angle's face of the week in wrestling, because what's he done? He said he'd strip Brock Lesnar in the title if he doesn't defend it. I like Brock Lesnar. I think it's good. Oh, he, he's... As a person, he is making the most money as he can by doing the most... Well, the least work possible. Because mm-hmm. he owes on ridiculous money. And I, he's doing a very good job. I think it's uh, I think it's uh, dead good. Although his last two or three matches against Roman Reigns have been pants. I liked it when he went through the cage in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, that, that was good. That was pretty good. All right, then. Um, so, what have we covered? Extreme Rules covered. Heel of the Week covered. Face of the Week covered. Holy Shit Moment of the Week covered because we basically said it was Kevin Kay. Owens. Uh, I think we're going to call it that. Um, and what we'll do, we'll catch up on the next podcast, which will cover what's happened so far in the G1 Championships in New Japan Pro Wrestling. So, stay stay tuned. Pow. Oh.